Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of August 15th. It's now Wednesday, August 17th. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are live in beautiful Petoskey, Michigan, and we are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. Hunter, what do you have for us on this week's episode? I was very curious as to how this was going to go because typically, like, we have a little, like, yeah, we, we have pow-wow. a little powwow before to figure out what we're going to talk about. Oh, we're spending that. We're going to spend this entire episode in the rough, in the heather, in the sand traps. Yeah, the, getting the, off course right out of the gate. The very nice thing is there is no radio episode this week. Um, so I could see this being this very be, loosey goosey. And this could, could either be one of our shortest episodes or could, one that just it could rambles. Of, it might get out of control. Uh, what I, I, do, have, I have, frankly, I have very little to say. I have a, I had a kind of had a feeling about that. You and looked, usually when I have very little to say, I talk the most. When, when I asked you what time you wanted to record this morning, you kind of looked me up from head to toe with a very confused look on your face as record if. Record what? Yeah. As if you were not prepared. And that is, uh, that is appearing to be well, potentially the case. Allow me to uh, explain. Today. Allow me to explain. Yes, feel free. This is this feels like an ending, I think. I know that the PGA Tour would doesn't want to hear me say that, but <laughs> we've played the last cut event of the season. No cut events are very challenging for gambling, for prognostication. And I'm I'm scorching hot right now. Called that Willie Z victory last week, which you laughed at me about. So I'm excited about the BMW championship, but when the half the field is fourteen to one, you know, I, I it's not that exciting. And there's still a couple long shots that I think are interesting, but they're not gonna win. It's major pricing. There's no cut. You can barely even play DraftKings. You have to have a perfect lineup to win this week. You have to fade all the ownership. I just like it's it's over. It's over. This and whole- I, like I'll be excited again in a few weeks when we're headed to the Safeway or the Fortinet or whatever. Gosh, I can't remember. What's the first event of the season? Uh, I could look Tournament of Champions. Yes. I don't know. Whatever. But I'll be excited again then. But I'm not super super excited about the BMW Championship. I'm excited about Wilmington Country Club. But. You know, it's just another another PGA Tour season sort of in the books. I'm excited about the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. Those will be exciting. I'm excited to see guys jump into the top 30 to be able to play at Eastlake, but Eastlake, is, it, that's the most boring event all year. Okay, this this entire time that you've, you've been back, the second that you started babbling, I thought you were talking about, like I thought you had some insider information about that PGA Tour tour meeting last night and that they were going oh, they were no. going to they were going to no cut events and i was like i i did not know this it, you are simply you were done for a couple of weeks i thought you were saying the pga tour as we know it is finished which is not quite as radical it's, that is no i didn't say that okay that's what i thought that's where i thought you were going i don't know you're anything just, about you were simply player. complaining about the I don't know anything the about the players meeting. That's your department. <laughs> and neither do I, actually. Oh, you I, didn't read about it? I haven't. Uh, nothing has really come out about it. I did some research this morning. I didn't. Nothing has been. Uh, so they took a blood oath. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, 
I, I don't know. Everybody write your name on this sheet of paper with blood. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Swear you'll never go to live. <laughs> That's probably about what, uh, what had to happen, you would think. All right, what I do have to talk about this week, though... We'll get back on track or on course just for a half second. I Should do have, we though? Well, I'm just going to say what we have and then we can go back off course. Okay. Good. We, uh, USJ That's for the where I'm most comfortable. USJ for the women. Uh, USJ USAM for the women. Uh, USJ USAM for the men is starting or has started three rounds in. The men, the women is finished. We have some GAM championship uh, results. So women's US amateur. Yes. Boys. Men's U.S. Amateur. Correct. Just started. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going into match We're play going right into now. match play. Yep. So that'll be on TV. Where are they? This weekend. They are in um, New Hampshire. Well, let's talk about the girls. Let's talk about the women's amateur. New Jersey. Mon- Monet Chan made the final. Yeah, which was uh, awesome to see. So she actually just won the... Um, Tell people who she is, if you don't mind. Yeah, Monet Chan is a... Uh, fifth year going into her fifth year at Michigan. Uh, she, I feel like she played, she had a, a decent uh, college season. Uh, well, she well was, this is a bit of a surprise. I wouldn't say, but she's on a little hot streak right now. She just won the uh, Canadian women's amateur last week. So, she, or two weeks ago, rather. So she is. Is she Canadian? Yeah. Where's she from? Uh, Canada. I don't know what spot. <laughs> Toronto, I think. <laughs> I don't know what uh, part of Canada. What an answer. This is, what here we answer. are again. You know, he's here from America. Why doesn't Why doesn't he just look it up? And then he she, he could say, I'm not oh. looking anything up, dude. He, I have to. I'm, he could say, oh, she's from here. <laughs> we covered this last week. I'm on the board. I'm on the board. I'll get it. I, we're to the point now where we might have to get somebody run the board for us. Yeah, I know. We do need a producer. <laughs> okay, I'm efforting it. <laughs> uh, but she she struggled a little bit in the uh, in the finals. She was seven down after the first eighteen holes. They played at Chambers Bay, which I remember asking Peter last week if you play at Chambers Bay, and he looked at me like I had six heads. She's a junior to be. She's a, she's a, she was a sophomore. You call her a fifth year senior. So oh, did I? You're oh, my, my apologies. Give me one. Maybe you should have done some Googling. <laughs> Probably should have. Richmond Hills, Ontario. Never been. So she ended up losing, uh, to Saki Baba, who's 17 years old, uh, she won. Saki Baba won 11 and nine. At one point, it was it was seven at the turn of the 18. Monet got it back to it was five, but um, Baba was really solid. I mean, she didn't she hit her driver super straight. Her tempo was awesome. I mean, pretty typical for. Um, for those ladies, but I don't. Monet just didn't have enough birdies in her after that. Uh, after getting boat raced a little bit early from the start. Ouch! Boat raced is a bit harsh. I mean, she was down seven after eighteen holes. What else? What do you What do you want to call that? Well, pretty sweet that she made it to the final. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Go blue. Do you remember? So in 2015, there must have been some issues with the greens at Chambers Bay. 
you remember this at all? Richmond Hill is just outside Toronto, so that was a heck of a guess, Hunter. And that is how long it takes me to use Google Maps. <laughs> Toronto's a beautiful city. That's one of my favorite places that I've in the world that I've been. Hmm. My wife doesn't like it as much as I do, though, so that's unfortunate. So you don't get to go very often. Mm -hmm. Montreal is really the place in Canada that I want to go. Not sure how much golf is up there, though. Okay. Good on Monet Chun. Like, what is there a lot of golf in in Toronto? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I thought there was a decent amount. They have a. I, that's where the. Well, we just played a PGA Tour event there. Yeah, I think there's. There's right? a few. Canadian Open was in Toronto? It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the issue in 2015 with Chambers Bay? Was it where the greens... I have the memory of a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe there were some issues with the greens, and like they were... So they, I don't they remember. Reseated. I just remember people hated it. Yes. So they reseeded all of the greens for this championship. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was, was going to be my next question is, did you watch much and how did Chambers Bay hold up? Uh, it looked much more green. Less brown. It looked, yes. It was not nearly as penal. Were they making a lot of birdies? I don't Went think in so. holes with pars? Yeah. I don't think there were a ton of uh What Monet birdies. shoot in the stroke play? What was her seed? She was T68 going into... You got to get on such a heater to win all those matches, but it really doesn't necessarily matter where you're seated in terms of how you played in the stroke play. You just have to get in. 53. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Good for her. She barely gets through to the match play, and then she makes it all the way to the final. And that was actually, now that we're, we're diving a little deeper into it, that was the cut line. She was on the number. Yeah, 53 was the cut line because our, our girl Annika uh, from Michigan also finished plus four and missed the cut. Let that be a lesson to us all. What is that? I don't know, but when you figure it out, you'll let me know, okay? Play in one less shot. <laughs> no, like, doesn't matter where you start, matters where you finish. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I would. You could have been discouraged. Could have been discouraged about. Oh, I didn't play that well. I got fifty third in the stroke play. Instead, it's like, no, you have a chance to win the U.S. Women's Amateur. Now you're in the match play. You're starting from zero. Scoreboard zero zero. Yep. I totally agree. Well, congratulations to Monet Chun. Yeah, no, very cool. So we will... Uh... Great showing for the state of Michigan and the University of Michigan, the greatest university in the world. All right. Moving on to the uh, the men's side of the U.S. Amateur. Go blue. Go blue. We had uh, we had five uh, Michigan players playing from uh, or in the rather in the uh, USAM. Those five players were. You said it was in New Hampshire. Did you figure out? No, New Jersey. New sorry. Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. Yep. My apologies. Uh, What's the, the what golf course? The Ridgewood Country Club. Ridgewood or Ridgemore? The Ridgewood. Ridgewood. Along with uh, Arcola Country Club. So a little a little double host site. Um, yeah, I think I remember that 
mm-hmm. from the couple of USAMs that I've been to. So yeah, so like I said, we had, we had five players from Michigan. Coulter Smith, he's a um, golfer over at Wisconsin. He shot uh, plus eleven to miss the cut. Troy Taylor the uh, second, Michigan State player, shot plus twelve. Jerry Gunthrope, who is the oldest player in the field, shot uh, thirteen over. Uh, Charles DeLong, uh, Grand Valley player, shot 15 over. And then uh, Anthony Sorrentino shot 16 over. So congratulations to those guys just for making it. Uh, and obviously not the probably not the finish they would have liked. But what's the story on Jerry Gunthrope? Oldest player in the field from Michigan? From Michigan, yep. And I wish this article would pop up. I have it right here. Strong name. That's a good name. Gunthorpe? Gunthorpe. What did I say? Gunthorpe. Thorpe. Thorpe. Uh, he, so he's from Ovid. Uh, he earned an exemption to the field as the runner-up runner up at the 2021 U.S. Senior Amateur. Oh, I see. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. So he's 59 years old. They do that, huh? Mm-hmm. And what did he shoot? He shot... He beat some people. He beat, no, he beat, yeah, beat quite a few people. Shot 77, 79, 156. And that is good enough to beat uh, a lot of guys. Probably 40 guys or so. Way to go, Jerry. So the guy can still get it around. Where the heck is Ovid? No idea. I'll tell you. It's near St. John's. North of Lansing. Between St. John's and Owasso. Hmm. Okay. Between Lansing and Flint. Flint, kind of. Whenever he's ever played the Emerald. So, what's going on in the tournament? So, so if they just got into match play. Who won the stroke play? It was a, a four-way four -way tie at the top. Between they don't play off for that? No. What? I don't think so. How do they determine who gets the number one seed? A scorecard playoff in the U.S. Amateur? I see T1s for four guys. So I guess maybe they each got one side of the, uh, they each got like, if, 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 if they were like the first, the first seeds. <laughs> they seed at one through 64. Yeah, I know. I know they do. Uh, no, so Fred, Fred Biondo... Biondi from Brazil, uh, Luke uh, Gachuski from he's also his dad's on the tour. Scott, yeah, Gachuski, Gachuski. So it's his uh, it's his kid. Uh, That's cool. Hugo Townsend from. Where did Gachuski end up on the 125? Did he make it? No, no, because I, I actually. I, so he's in Corn Ferry playoffs. Yes, I believe so. There's going to be some good players in the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs this year. Uh, yeah. There's some good players got through the 25 this year, too. Mm-hmm. Carl Yuan is a beast. Not in a physical sense, but in a making golfing, birdies sense. A golfing sense. Yes. Uh, also in first place, Hugo Townsend. I believe that is Sweden's flag. Uh, and then Michael Thorbson, uh, who had that little bit of a run. Thorbornson. Thorbornson. What event was that that he had his little I believe run? that was the Travelers. Travelers. So he f also uh, finished T1. Gordon. John Deere? Travelers. Travelers. That sounds more right than John Deere. It was not John Deere. I did not watch any John Deere. 
Uh, John Deere's when your boy got her up, got second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in fifth place, Gordon Sargent. And we will stop there. Talk about a strong name. Okay, so they're playing match play right now, and we can watch this on the Golf Channel this week. Uh, you can watch it on Peacock today from 3 to 4, and then tomorrow from 4 to 6 on the Golf Channel. And then there's got to be more times than that, you would think. Because the final probably isn't until Saturday? Sunday? Uh, the final would be Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like That's you're going to get... That's going to be on NBC, I would <clears throat> hope. So it looks like about four, three hours of coverage per day. First hour is on Peacock. Next two hours are on the Golf Channel. And then on Sunday, that is also on the Golf Channel. Really? You poor guy. Well, they got to get. So I can't even watch the final in the U.S. Amateur. You you easily easily could for the low low price of the fact that you can just, I buy it direct from Golf Channel. No, but you could just you could do YouTube TV has so many of these like three month three month for nine ninety nine. Yeah, but then it changes. Yeah, but no, so then no, am no, I going to get rid of all my other subscriptions? No, but knowing you, you would just drop it after three months, and then you'd make like a new like a new email, and then you'd do it again. I know, but I don't. I've been through that whole song and dance. I don't want to keep doing that. Well, I guess it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> another, another I have e- so many emails. I can't keep track of my emails. I, like I, I can barely come up with my password on Yahoo to be able to play fantasy football each year. <laughs> Yesterday, I had to contact a support line for one of our vendors to get a new a new password because that's the only way you can do it because the material is sensitive i guess it's maybe at some point you're gonna have to maybe just buy a new brain yeah well, they're gonna make those soon right i was thinking maybe just buy some kind of streaming service i have those what do you have netflix and hulu and disney well then why hbo why you, max you just get well isn't hbo max free with your with your cell phone <laughs> is it yeah well that's good <laughs> but if you ha- already have hulu why don't you just get hulu tv does that have golf channel yes are you sure yes maybe i will 100 percent. glad we solved that yeah all right what's next uh anything else going on what happened in the state of michigan last week those are the big big tournaments are we were we off from tournaments because those two are going on uh, yes, yes, we were. Uh, there was there was an event. I'm not really sh- entirely sure what what this event was. It was the first of its kind. So the first ever uh, Tip of the Mitt Junior Showcase at Chestnut Valley. I mentioned. Oh, it, that's me- right. You mentioned, I mentioned this to me to you yesterday. This last yeah. night. And, and it's of course club championships are going on across the state. So good luck to anyone playing in their club championship. And, and condolences to Hunter on getting his. His little uh, behind kicked. I did. Last I did. Uh, we can, we can quickly talk about it. Um, I am. I am. For as bad as I played, I'm. I'm somewhat proud of myself because I made like a few eight footers coming in. That, like I tell you whether one was. You know, a, you're a glass half full kind of a guy. I am. No, I. Um, this was my. I would have quit the game and thrown my clubs in Lake Michigan by now. If you would have, I mean, maybe if you would have seen it, then maybe that would have, you could have got a little better. So these eight footers you were making were for bogey or what? No, they were for like, they were to, he'd make a par and then I had to like grind out and make a par 
and one of them was for birdie to get it back to two. Nice. And one was to keep it at two. And then I missed. A, You're putting it nice right now. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, it's just all about confidence. If I feel like it's, if I think I'm going to make it, usually, I, yeah, I at least amazing put, how that put a happens. good roll on it. Yeah. So no, I uh, it was a, it was a tough day, but that's that's golf. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Absolutely can't. No, you can't. All right, so back to uh, the the junior Chestnut showcase Valley. at Chestnut Valley. So, like I said, first year event. Uh, this is an event taking current high school athletes, recent college graduate or recent graduates, uh, collegiate players from around the area, and bringing them all to one place. And really, they, and then there is a a high school division and a collegiate division. Uh, the overall. Winner for the boys is a Petoskey golfer, Jackson Yonker, who should be, don't quote me, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a senior this year because he was a junior last year. So he's going to be a senior at Petoskey. And then for the girls, um, <clears throat> Kenzie Gillette from Albion took down uh, Jackie O'Neill in a uh, playoff, sudden death playoff. So that's your junior showcase. Jackie O'Neill, any relation to the Oh yeah. Brian O'Neill? Daughter? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's her it's his youngest. And then actually uh um, Way to go, Jackie. And I should I shouldn't leave out Callie, because Callie finished uh in third place, Brian's other daughter. Very nice. So uh nice job, O'Neill girls. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. At Chestnut Valley, who knew? And this is the first year they've done this. First year they've done this. Well, next year we're going to be out there doing live reports from the course for you guys. I love it, love it. I haven't played Chestnut Valley in a a long while, but there's some hard par fours at Chestnut Valley. Uh, there's a lot of hard everything at Chestnut Valley. I think those. I think some of those tee shots are super challenging. They're very narrow. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being very narrow. Yeah, you and those it. are the kinds of trees that if you hit a ball in there. It's not going through the tree. No, it's coming straight down, if at all. Well, that's like, and like you can't really. I feel like at Bayview, you can, if you have a swing at it, you could at least like try a crazy shot there. Like you, you really would never have a swing. All those trees are so close together, and then you're not going to be able to get it, advance it very far. So, no, I've always, always probably not one of my favorite layouts in Northern Michigan, but there are. Potentially betters. That's awesome to hear about the uh, <clears throat> O'Neill girls kicking some butt on the golf course. Oh, yeah. Swinging it like their dad, I see. Exactly. All right, that is, um, I think, all I have from a, from a local standpoint. Okay, so we're done. Talk to everybody next week. Yeah, that's been fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe never. Who even won? I watched. What tournament was last week? <laughs> this is what happens when we do, we do Wednesday shows. It actually kind of worked no, out. It's because well, I we're too far removed to recap anything. We almost if we were if we were good at this and we wanted to improve on this, we would do like a Sunday. We do like a, either a Sunday night or like a first thing Monday morning show, and then we would have. But we have real jobs. I know. So that's I guess that's <laughs> that's where <laughs> that's where the <laughs> we. I will do that. It wouldn't be any more work. It would just be like it would. Sunday just, night, I'll definitely get on and just be like, 
Like, let's talk about, okay, <clears throat> some stories came up. First of all, before we even talk about Memphis, all the players met with Tiger yesterday. We met, we mentioned this briefly at the towards the top when I was lamenting the end of another PGA Tour season. There is a lot of news relevant to the PGA Tour. The Corn Ferry Tour finals start today. We're down to 70 going to the BMW Championship at a golf course we've never seen. And in Wilmington, Delaware, yesterday, Tiger Woods flew in to meet with some of the players on the PGA Tour. It sounded like it was kind of like the, a top 20 type of thing, like the the elites. Notably, Cam Smith not in attendance, a withdrawal this week due to hip soreness. Not due to spite for being penalized thanks to video coverage, which we will get into momentarily. Oh, I, but I totally forgot about that. That got me fired up. First, Hunter. Yes. Reaction to Tiger Woods flying in to meet with the players and get on the, quote, same page as it pertains to the future of the PJ Tour. Uh... I guess I guess I'm Monahan not in the meeting. By the way, he has a he has a Q and A today with the PGA Tour players. Okay, so it was a players only meeting. It's a it was a get your head right meeting. Yeah, things are. This is like Jason Hayward yeah. during the rain delay for the club. Call him in. the Cubs. Okay, um, I, I I really doesn't every every player that has left for the Live Tour has at one point said, publicly said, they are staying on the PJ Tour. So, I re- And I really don't think it matters what what was said in that meeting. If people are going to leave, they're still going to leave. What do you think what, what do you think was said in that meeting? I have no idea. And I He's just trying to... I, I think they're trying to make sure more of those guys in that room don't leave. But it really was only a meeting with like the what I would consider well, we like remember- the board of players. Well, presumably Hideki was in that meeting, right? Why? Why is that? Why not? So I'm I'm saying who? Like who? Whether were there ten players in there? Are you saying this was the whole? They said it was like the whole top twenty ish. Okay. I didn't pay that close of attention after it happened. Yeah. I was traveling yesterday, but I was reading the news leading up to it. Hey, Tigers flying in. They're gonna meet. Sounds like it's gonna be the top twenty. I saw Cantlay's comments about it. Somebody asked him, do you think this could sell further division on the tour since it's only kind of the elites? To which he smartly responded, well, it just sort of depends on what we talk about and what you know what, what happens in the meeting. I don't it not necessarily just by its nature gonna sow division. But I'm imagining you know, like I mentioned Hideki. Can't there have been rumors around Patrick Cantlay going to live? I think that if Patrick Cantlay went to live, Xander Shoffley would go to live. They're sort of a package deal. They're also playing in the same group this week, by the way, which I think is interesting. So I think they're trying to get together to discuss, you know, with with Tiger there, why they feel the PGA Tour is going to create the best future for the best players in the world. I mean, I imagine that was kind of what they were talking about. So I think the reason I bring it up is because I think it shows to 
to me, it means more players are thinking about leaving. I hate saying that, but you would not have a players-only meeting if the, to get on the same page if all those players were already on the same page. So I think it stands to reason there are more questions, there's more chatter, there's conversation about what is going to happen down the road. Liv is not, you know, they're still calling my agent. What are you guys saying? What are you hearing? What should we do as a tour? You know, I think that's probably part of it too is the players feel some responsibility to make sure they come out on the winning side of this. And they're trying to figure out to what degree do they have agency or power in, in making sure that they're, you know, they don't get upended by a rival tour. No, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I'm trying to find a little bit more information. Like, we just... My suspicion is probably not a lot came out of the... I don't know what the reports were, but part of the reason I didn't look too much into it is if it's a players-only meeting where they're getting on the same page and it's about a rival tour, when they come out of that meeting, the answers they're going to give to reporters are going to be sort of like trite and rehearsed in nature because I don't think there's going to be a lot of brutal honesty about what was discussed in there if what was discussed in there you know was serious in nature because that would you know that would compromise you know like it, it, there's sort of going to be an assumption of some amount of confidentiality in that room don't you agree mm-hmm. yeah yeah you, you would think so so, so I don't know. It's we will uh, we will wait and see. It's unnerving. Yeah, for people who want the PGA Tour to be successful for years to come. Is is there a world where we play? I guess not, because we're going to a sixteen. I just, I don't see. They seem to be closing the doors on each other. If you're if you're talking about a truce of sorts or a coexistence that yes, um, civil in nature if not friendly, my answer technically is yes. There's a world in which there's a super tour of eight events or whatever. But you're right, we're going away from that. We're yeah. diverging from that path right now by both tours putting their feet in the ground the PGA Tour in terms of winning this case against Gooch Swafford and whoever the third guy was why do I always forget Jones who? Matt Jones thank you and then the live expanding their schedule yeah and they're gonna be on TV I know I've made a big deal out of that but Hunter talked about the turn down some of the rights because they weren't big enough Eventually, they will take that money, and they will be on TV, and this will be a really, really even bigger deal, because like we talked about, the casual golf fan is only going to watch what's on network TV that's fed to them on Sunday when they grab their, you know, when they're done for the day and they sit down on the couch, and then if it's the 3M Open or Brooks and DJ... That's when the PGA Tour starts, you know, losing because mm-hmm. the casual golf fan is going to be like, well, I'll just watch. I don't care if it's the PGA Tour, or the Live Tour, or whatever. I care about the golfer. Yeah. Well, I think if if the 
the live tour plays it correctly and they schedule all their events up against yeah that would, these pity patter events then it's that's when they could really and that's where I almost in the weirdest way Peter almost it would I'd almost be okay with it because then you still have your you still have your PGA tour that doesn't it's not bringing any big names in for those events more times than not maybe one or two top 20 guys and then you still have you still have the live that has I don't think it's worse for the game at that point I don't know if I like it but it's not worse for the game well and we've heard nothing from Augusta National that would be and they're evaluating the official world golf rankings because they've turned in their live tour has turned in their paperwork or whatever to that committee so those are two remaining shoes to drop that will will have a big impact. But yeah, you're right. We're diverging from a friendly path where they coexist. People are. Everyone was getting a kick out of Patrick Reed playing in the Asian Tour this week, and he finished like 30th place, and he he dropped three spots in the in the official World Golf rankings. Did you see that he's suing the Golf Channel? Yeah, it's Brandel for for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Gee, I wonder good, who's going to win that suit. Good luck, Patrick. I mean, they live in an alternate reality. I think that somebody somebody said it this morning. I saw it on Twitter, but a Patrick Reed reality show, like a Reed reality show, would get would do some serious numbies. I would watch that. Dude, it would do numbies for like the first ten minutes. No, I would hate watch you. Oh, I could hate watch. I don't think you. Could I, hate, I hate watch. I don't think you could, dude. I, hate I don't watch know. her than I than I like watch more times than not. <laughs> it's a sickness. I think you would literally find them insufferable. <laughs> oh, I can't even <laughs> to the point of saying I can't even hate watch this. I hate it so much. <laughs> you just get slowly just get angrier and angrier. All right, let's talk about the Cam Smith penalty. It sounds like you have a take on that. Cam Smith, during his round on Saturday, had to take a drop. The ball came to rest on the red line of the hazard. You cannot play it from there. It has to be fully outside of the hazard. He did not know that, so he went ahead and pitched it. The way I understand, they, then when he got to the golf course the next day, Sunday, the final round, he had been assessed a two-stroke penalty I think that's an interesting... I don't know the details of this, but how the tour chose to communicate that information to Cam Smith is a very, that's very impor, a important thing that you have to do as a tour. If he literally showed up and discovered that he had a two-stroke penalty, that is a huge mistake by the tour. Secondly, apparently the penalty was called because somebody saw it on television... A rules official from another tour. Do I have this right? Interrupt me when I'm wrong. No, I know. I I wish I knew. And so they went and looked at the footage and then assessed the penalty. Have I has something? Do I misunderstand the rules of golf to be determined between that group and the officials? Should an official be called in? You cannot post officiate. Penalties. Once the scorecard is signed, that's what he shot. He agreed to it. His playing competitor agreed to it. Unless he did something disqualifying in nature, which I understand this penalty used to be disqualifying in nature, then they changed it to a two-stroke penalty. 
But like, I don't have a problem with him getting a two-stroke penalty, but somebody has to call that in the moment. Otherwise, we have to go back and watch everybody hit every shot, and Patrick Reed has to be banned from the tour because we'll catch him fluffing his lie 3,000 times in his PGA Tour career by putting the club behind the ball the way that he does. But... Right? Am I totally all wet about that? Like, that seems crazy that we're legislating penalties based on people calling the tour or the network or whoever because they saw something on TV. Yeah, I, 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 I have thought like, we stopped doing that. We did in 2018 with the Lexi Thompson, the Lexi, I like it's like the T- Lexi Thompson TV rule. Like, you can't, <clears throat> you can no longer use the TV camera to determine if there's a penalty or not essentially is how I, I understood like you can't there cannot be a, a, a fan on the couch that calls calls in and and assesses a penalty was it a penalty yes did he have any advantage from it absolutely not should he have known the rule yes I think so you gotta take full gotta take I'm assuming did you watch I, I, I'm all I see is videos of him taking the chip shot, but I didn't see. Did he drop it and it just rolled back to there? I must have. I, I assume it looks like he's, he's on a little bit of a slope. And you have to pick that up yeah. and drop it again. Yeah. For those who don't know. And then you and and he figured, it, oh, this is on the line. It's not in the hazard. Anything on the line is in the hazard. And then it rolls back one more time and then he places it. So like it, right. he could have just, I mean, in a way, you can use those. Which players use those rules to their oh, yeah. advantage. Yeah. I'll drop it right here on the slope so I can place it. Yeah, 100%. you got to use these really shitty golf rules to your advantage whenever you can. Which is a point, which is a valid point. Like, there's, there's, I think there's so many layers to this, but the whether or not, you know, like the quality of the rule in and of itself is certainly worth discussion. Um, so I... Would would he have? Let's say he wins the golf tournament, wins by one. Monday morning rolls around. Yeah, this is my point there too. There is zero world. We we could live in a thousand different universes, and they'd all they'd all equate to the exact same situation where he would win that golf tournament. Then what are they gonna do? Make him hand the trophy over? That's why to somebody I, else. That's why I think I am totally in favor about of excuse me. I am totally in favor of once the scorecard is signed, it's signed. Yeah. It's over. That's what he shot. I don't care if he murdered a person on his way up the seventh fairway. Like he shot sixty eight that day, regardless of anything else. It is the responsibility of the Golf is meant to be a game of honor. This is the least honorable behavior I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Assessing a penalty after the round is done and the scorecard signed, you have to pull him aside and say, hey, somebody called in. You should have gotten a two-stroke penalty. Yes. But we missed it. So you're not going to get the penalty, but hey, the next time you do that, this is the rule. Don't play any shots like that anymore. And oh, by the way, whoever he played with should have been told the same thing. Hey, your playing part, you should have assessed a two-stroke penalty or stopped your playing competitor, which is what we do in golf. Dude, don't hit that. You're mm-hmm. about to take a penalty. You can't play from there. You should redrop. Now, maybe he's off in the woods looking for his ball or something. I have no idea. But 
Once this card is signed, it should be over. Oh, I totally agree. And I, I'm going to... I really do wish there was better footage of this, because I'd like to think that the the when he had to drop, the, the, the rules official is at least somewhere in the vicinity of those two players, and they're near the green, so he's got to be somewhere close. This is why players call, and we all complain. We're like, why does he need to call in an official? Like... We just watched Sepp drop in Memphis in the playoff by himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't need anybody's help. But Cam did the same thing. He did not call a rules official, which some players will literally call a rules official for every drop, even like free relief, just to make sure. Because this stuff happens. They're like, F it. I'll just call him. I don't care if he's two fairways away. I'll just wait. What's the big deal? We it takes us five hours to play anyway. We'll catch up to the group in front of us, and I'll make sure that I'm not going to get a two-stroke penalty when I show up here tomorrow because somebody watching on TV has a problem with how I'm dropping. This happened to Tiger at Augusta. Yeah. Remember when he clanked it off the stick, it went in the water, and then he cho- he did take kind of an interesting drop, and people were up in arms. The other thing is, if you've ever been to a PGA Tour event... Versus, and then watched a PGA Tour event at that same venue on television, you realize, wow, this is a lot different when you're there. So, like, you can't look at the angle of 15 at Augusta or whatever and feel like, I know he's taking a wrong drop right now. No, you have to be there. Mm -hmm. And the Cam Smith example is different, but... This le- this thing for this couch thing, I, I I everybody's a rules official in golf. I think is that this is a problem of the digital age. More and more of these shots are going to be televised. The tours need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Well, especially I mean, like the you just mentioned, like the featured groups. There is there's a good chance that if you are a marquee player on the PGA Tour, all every shot that you hit all four rounds is going to be. It's going to have TV coverage. Now. We should already be able to see every player hit every shot. So yep. we're get, uh, we're getting there. I mean, even though the PGA tours kind, kind of my drags last... their feet on all this stuff, like we're gonna get there in the next few years, and they're gonna have some serious problems. Yeah, I think so. The my last point on this is I really think a lot of it has to do with intent. I mean, I don't think there was any intent to do anything wrong here. I don't think I don't think he benefited at all from from where he was like that. Like no, in no world, and I don't, I don't, like he is not a he is not a sketchy player by any means. I don't think he is a a cheater. I don't think he has like anything. anything there's he's no reputation. Yeah, there's no, no reputation. I mean, I think it was just an honest mistake, and then he owned up to it a lot better than I think a lot of other players may have. Could you imagine John Rahm being assessed a two stroke penalty? going into Sunday when he's in contention <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a cre- it's actually a credit to Cam Smith's character that it wasn't a bigger deal than it was because I, I know they talked about it fairly often on the broadcast and he didn't play well um Dan brought it up several times but uh yeah I, I, I probably wouldn't play great either if I like walked in the day essentially being so too, is that do we know over? do you happen to know did they did they at least call him the night before and tell him hey dude they have all these guys' numbers. Everybody knows everybody on the tour. Like the head rules official. I don't know. 
he can easily pick up the phone and call Cam Smith and say, hey, we need to talk to you about the drop you took on 14 earlier or whatever. No, I don't know. You'd have to... You would like to think that that um, that that happened, but you never know. All right, so shall we move on to the corner to the what's happening, what's coming up this week? You want to talk about Will Will Zalatoristal? Like that playoff was awesome. You're yeah. right. We haven't mentioned You're right. that at all. You're right. We have. We've only talked about the drama. Uh, we talked about the actual event. Congratulations to Willie Z. Gets it done. My picks, Willie Z and Colin Morikawa, both played great, so suck it, Hunter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy for him. Well-deserved. Had to be in a playoff again. Seb Straka. They finally figured out that they call him Ox. This is now that's gonna on tour how long, and now that's, gonna, that's obviously going to stick. Yeah. They finally brought that up on TV. That was out of nowhere. I know they made a huge deal out of that too, but he has been playing so poorly. Yeah, yeah, it has not been. It has not been. And and what you would really would say, he's been playing really poorly since he was handed the Honda, like on a on a silver. Okay, play. okay, okay. You know, you know, he was Peter Shane. You gotta take. You really have to take something away from the poor I'm man. Not, I'm not taking anything away from him. I think sounds like you are. <laughs> It was just, it's a very, it was a, a very poor sequence of events to lead up to this where he, I mean, he just, like you said, he came out of absolute nowhere. Yeah, he played unbelievable. They both did. And they made, they made, felt like they made everything. Like they had some testers. <laughs> you should have seen. Sal had to get it up and down twice from the fairway. Once for par, once for bogey. It's uh, some serious egg on my face. I like all I said at like maybe two o'clock was Will Zalatoris on the 18th green to win a golf tournament is like appointment television. Like there was there, you can't be anywhere else because there's just no way he's gonna do it. And then he made every putt, every putt he looked at on hole 18. Do you think that having a new caddy made a big difference? I think so. Something something fresh. Because <clears throat> he was still in the same damn position like of needing yeah. it always seems to come down to that. I mean, we've seen a couple of blowouts but those are in weaker fields. I think it's gonna we're gonna have another I know I'm dogging the BMW but I think we'll have another great week in that sense when you've got 70 of literally you know at least of the 100 best players in the world but probably 70 of like maybe the 85 best players in the world in one event it's gonna be by a nose in the end because I don't think when you have this kind of quality, unless somebody goes absolutely off with their putter or whatever, you know, it's going to be like the open championship finish where it's like three guys, you feel like three guys have a chance to win in the last half hour, 45 minutes, hour of the broadcast. So that was really exciting. In this case, it was only two guys, but they were, it was two, you know, horses playing their best going, going back and forth and making their fair share of mistakes, which we obviously saw in the playoff. People, I heard a good point. People will make a big deal out of that Straka shot on the par three when they finally moved away from 18 to play the third playoff hole. How could you hit that in the water, Sep? You know, like, but he didn't know exactly where Zalatoris's ball was. I think we have to remember that. Like, that ball didn't splash in the water. That ball's up. 
Mm-hmm. So to them back on the tee, neither one of them probably thinks he's taking a drop. They probably think that ball's playable. He's making four at the at the worst because he's going to chip it somewhere on the green or near the green, even if it had been on the stones, those little pavers. He would have just chipped it on the, onto the green from there. So, like, they had no idea it was in the area between the stone wall and the grass. It was impossible for them to know that. So, Sepp still had to step up there and be like, I got to hit this ball in the middle of the green. He didn't make a good swing. But it wasn't like he was like, oh, I can hit this anywhere but in the water and I'm going to win the tournament. He didn't know that. Yeah. I I hadn't thought about it like that until until this very moment. I was more into the... I'd like to think they had put a ball there at some point in the practice round, like on those rocks. Cause you'd at least be able to see that it was up against the, the grass from where he, they were. I'm pretty sure like they were up a little bit, weren't they? I think they'd be able to see the ball up against the collar of the grass. I, I mean, I think from the tee, I think so. I right. I think so. So that was, and that's kind of what I was like, just get it into that anywhere behind the green is at least you have a chance I thought for the longest time Will was going to hit that shot. Oh. And that was going to be played for years to come. That was like a the shot that he just that killed him. Like that he was, was the Gala and waste dead. management. Yeah. All over again where you're like, that's that there's a lot of dialogue going on back and forth. And maybe that's where the caddy made the biggest difference in in finding a way to get Will to make the right decision there. But they Deliberated a long time, and he had no shot. Yeah, that shot was not physically, meaning like scientifically possible. He could not have gotten that ball up onto the green. The only thing that I that period that shot took up so much headspace in my brain. I was like doing all the math on it. The only thing I could think about that you could do is essentially you'd have to flip the club over, so you so the the toe was facing down. But you're actually hitting it left-handed, and then you'd hit right down on it. Yeah, and the ball would essentially go up, up the face, yes, yeah. right up the face, and then just plop up. But or, I watched, I watched somebody do it on Twitter the next day. Like, oh, Will, you shouldn't have done this. And all they did was just swing the club directly back and just hit it right into the right into the grass and just rolled back into the water. And I was like, well, that's just not how you play that shot. Yeah. He'd have to get so creative with that. Or if he, his putter wouldn't have done this because I think he has a mallet. Yeah. But I was thinking if you had like a flange or a blade, you could tow it over and kind of like tow hook it, maybe get a little bounce off the rocks and get it into the rough next to the green. But you're taking, that's a big risk when you can go back and hit three from 100 yards or 93 yards or whatever it was where Will Zalatoris happens to be very good at golf. Dude, just go back. So that was that saved him the golf tournament because had he attempted to hit that ball, he would have lost that golf tournament. From a theatric standpoint, I would have loved step, step to stuff that drop, that drop zone shot. It's like a foot. He get he has his guaranteed four in the bag. I think Will tries to hit that shot. There. I think you're probably right. <laughs> Which would be, and then Ooh. the tournament's literally over at over. that point because then he's going to take a drop and he's hitting his fourth, having to hole out. I mean, the tough thing is there's just no way. I think those guys are good enough to hit that shot, but there's just no way they practiced it like before 
you give them 20 balls, they'll probably get one or two there, but just it's just in that moment. I'm glad because it started out as like, haha, he should try to hit this. And then it was like, haha, he he might actually hit this. And then it's like, no, no, don't do no, don't. And then don't you're actually. like, and then stay, stop, stop, saying stop, to your TV, stop. Will you can literally can't? Please, please don't. Just like we were with the gala. Yeah, I, I when thought he was, just was like, no, I can do it, I can do it, and everyone's like, dude, literally all of us know you can't do this. No one can. It's not like a personal insult to you. Please don't try this. You're literally about to lose this golf tournament, and he went ahead and did it. Yeah, I saw his uh, his entire career flashing before my eyes. I really did. I, I thought we'd like see him like hold up in like Montana. Zalatoris. Yeah, like if yeah, he would have hit he that never shot. got over it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I could not get enough of people on Twitter saying that uh, <laughs> uh, Sepp was using a zebra putter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, come on, guys. This is not 1992. Yeah. No, it's hilarious, though. Every time I see that thing, I do think of a zebra. Everyone does. It's an odyssey, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the odyssey tuttle. Have you hit that? No. It's probably nice. It looks, it looks, uh, sometimes I tell it maybe he was just really struggling. Like, he's so good with his irons. Yeah. And he's very straight off the tee. I think people assume he's a bomber. He's more of like a, like he reminds me, he's got like a Keegan Bradley game almost. Paul Azinger was, was saying how good of a putter he was. And I was like, I don't necessarily think that's, should we double check that work? Yeah, I almost did it. I'm going to. Paul Azinger also thinks that Corey Connors is one of the best putters on tour. My laptop's about to die, so I can't Google anymore. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. For what for is what? Will Zalatoris your favorite to win the FedEx Cup now? Now you're really going to get me off track or off course. Um, I don't. I do not like at all how the fact that, that uh, Sky Shuffler has won four times this year, the WWGC event, and the Masters, and somehow Will Zalatoris wins one event this year and is ahead of Scotty. Well, or, yeah, he has all. He's Zalatoris has made a lot of money this same, year. Nope, same. Scotty has more top tens than Will this year. Because I, 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 I had to, I had to look it up because I go, this is this is who crazy. has more seconds. Was Zalatoris lost two playoffs this year? Yeah. Right. He lost Tory to Luke List. And then he lost again at the PJ Championship. I don't. So I I just don't like how I get it. I, I don't like it. how it's waiting. How it's waited. The um, playoffs are a joke. But still, I I just who do you think is going to win the play? Like who do you think is going to win this week? I know we'll get into it. I really don't even have the. Because I, really I think it's inter- it's, inter- it's like holy, sh- you know, like you win, you pop, and then like you're there. And this is it. It's just this week, and then you get your fake score. It honestly might be. I honestly kind of like Tony Fino. As crazy as I do, I, I like we're Tony going Fino. into a course where I feel like there's there's no course knowledge. Exactly right. right. This also should favor the younger players and the ball strikers. The hot. I was thinking hot too. Whoever's and just, hot whoever's player. just playing form, well. form should ride, should carry. Mm-hmm. Form carries the day. Well, do you want to talk about Wilmington Country Club? So I take it back, Sep. You're so he's in the top fifty in putting. Okay. So he's a good putter. Yeah. Thirty six. 
Actually, now he's th- he was he was top, but now he's thirty six after this past week. Well, I'm he sure he putted well. lights out. I mean, mm-hmm. they both did. You have to putt really well to get into contention on the PGA Tour. It's about getting all all components of your game timed up at the right, you know, together. Wilmington Country Club, not in Wilmington, North Carolina, as I thought it probably would be when I first saw the name of the golf course. This place looks sweet. Very long, 7,500 yards. I think it's a par 71. Would you check that? Can you check that? Um, never hosted a professional event. It, it uh, has ho- hosted like a mid-am in 03 or something like that. Um, long history, old course, built by Robert Trent Jones back in like the 40s, 50s, I want to say. Um, and apparently it's been lengthened since then because this thing's a this thing looks like a beast got a couple par fives over 630 yards got a couple really long par fours over 500 yards and then a couple short par fours too i think one they probably will make drivable towards the end of the round i think it's 16 or 17 uh which should be fun so i i mean i think and consensus seems to be it's gonna favor bombers yeah par 71 long rough Bent grass greens, very narrow fairways, total driving, fairways, bombers, really, really good drivers of the golf ball. Should have the advantage here, I think. I mean, we don't know, but I think that's an interesting combination when you consider Hunter saying the form should carry. No one has course knowledge or experience. Oh, and the other thing is the greens are huge. Average of 8,000 square feet, so lag putting, three putt avoidance. Um, and maybe slightly less emphasis on scrambling since more uh, there'll be a should be a fairly high green and regulation percentage. Why are you shaking your head at me? I feel like this golf course is like one twentieth the size of Delaware. Like what else is in Delaware besides this golf? I course? know it's big everything. And there's right? there's uh, I, I would have to assume two of them if this huge is the bunkers. Yes, if this is two, the south. There's a south and a north. Goodness gracious! Yeah, it looks kind. It has like a like a. It's Parkland style, but it feels like it's got that old country club tree line feel to it. Also, did you mention that they're doing a reroute? It's not the it's not the normal routing. That they would do be, just pretty much like Tory's the only place where that has two courses that they don't reroute. I feel that'd be like. so much fun to be the, the USGA guy that goes around and reroutes a golf course to to make it. Yeah, I mean that would be like. Uh, well, they made this long as this course is long. Like the par threes are long too. I think three of them are over two hundred. One's gonna play like two thirty. It looks like there might be some rain too, so it might soften up a little bit. Yes, it's gonna play even longer. Yeah, like Bomb City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get some leverage on Rory and DraftKings this week, but gosh, people just can't quit Rory. Um, but top top drivers, you would think about like top off the tee games. If if that's is how it plays out, and I do like uh, total driving and strokes gains off the tee, in addition to three putt avoidance, as some of the stats to look at this week. But let's just let's just look strokes gained off the tee past fifty rounds in this field: Rom, Cameron Young, Brennan Steele, Keith Mitchell, Sung Jay, who led the field in driving last week. Connors, very straight. McElroy, List, Finau, Sal. All right, good luck, everyone, at the Wyndham. Enjoy the weekend. Notables in there. Yes. Pendrith. Enjoy it. See you guys.
Uh, JT has been driving it better this year. Fitzpatrick, Grillo, hits every club good. Neiman is up there. Pereira is up there. So those are some of the guys who are really good off the tee. Um, well, my laptop just died. No oh boy. Now this is where things get a little interesting here. Getting dicey. But I think uh, let's go to the odds board because I mentioned earlier I was moaning about it. And we're over an hour already, Hunter. I know. I don't know how that happened. But it's really soft pricing. No cut. 70 guys in the field. I mean, it's like Rory leads the way at 10 to 1, and then it's just everybody else of any quality is 14. Zalatoris, Finau, Scheffler, Cantley, Fitzpatrick, JT, Rahm, all 14 to 1. This is DraftKings. Sungjae and Colin Morikawa are the same price. I'm, what a world. 20 to 1. Sam Burns and Cam Young are the same price. What a world. 25 to 1. And then Hovland at 30 to 1 closes out anyone 30 to 1 and under in this field. I bet a couple long shots for fun. We'll get to those in a minute. The only guy I've bet is Joaquin Neiman, which I got at 45. I see he's down to 35 on DraftKings now. And he's a great driver. I did just mention him as being in the top 20 in strokes gained off the tee in this field. Also very good with the irons. Better uh, putter on bent grass. Bent grass is his best surface. Uh, So I think this course should play to his strengths. He had a poor Thursday and then played really well the rest of the week last week in Memphis. So if you're going to... If you're gonna bet outside of those fourteen and fourteen to one and unders, you you gotta find a player with a lot of upside. So certainly Neiman fits the bill in that regard. But anybody you have a feeling about this week? Anybody you think this course really suits? I know you said you think the form is gonna carry, but you gotta pay up fourteen to one if you wanna bet Finau or Zalatoris this week. Uh, no, there's not really anybody that stands out. I mean, I think I think you kind of already said it that <clears throat> once you get to this point, it is such a crapshoot. I, I really, I mean, it's very similar to obviously a major, just from a an odd sports standpoint. Um, I mean, it, w- it wouldn't shock me the slightest to see um, Will play well again. I mean, it's just he he strikes it too well, and and from somebody that has struggled with putting, if you can. Making those those putts in eighteen, yeah, he's going to be confident. It has to just be if he has to feel like a million bucks right now. I mean, he probably so we will see. This is like really what golf is all about. I mean, like this is where I could see him just the floodgates. Everyone's saying it, but like the floodgates could really just absolutely explode open here over these next next few months that's part of the reason why i asked if you'd like him to win the fedex cup because i don't i don't really see there's not much reason to think that he would play poorly this week or he's gonna have like a some relief about finally having won his first event like you're kind of in the middle of this playoff thing as much as we joke about it on the outside they're still playing for 15 mil or whatever it is so like he's gonna regroup and be like Sweet, now I'm here. Let's win the like. Let's win the. What a bang that would be! I'll win my first event and the FedEx Cup, all in a month's time. Yeah, I don't see a hangover, and there's no cut, so no. everybody gets four rounds this week. Yeah, the thing I like about Will is I don't. I don't think he'll ever 
I don't think over these next two weeks he'll play bad enough to play himself out of it. I don't think he might not win, but I think he'll be still in the top ten the next two weeks. And I don't know what where the where he will be in the net tournament next weekend, but well, I don't think we'll he see. or Finau will win this week. So I think it'll be, and I think Finau probably has a slightly better chance than the two of them. But I think it's going to be like he Finau Scheffler probably has enough points that even if he plays poorly this week, he'll still be there. Cam Smith obviously being third in the standings is not going to be too far out of it. But then one other kind of player who will make their move this week by winning because I do think the player who's going to win is going to come from not any of those players I just mentioned. Cam Smith has withdrawn. Scheffler's putting it so bad. I mean, I could see him winning, but and Zalatoris and Fina, I mean, you can only win so many events. So, like, is it JT? Is it Rory? Is it Rom? who hit the ball great last week, but probably one of those players kind of gets into the mix going into the... Because you have to be close at Eastlake. Even though the field's only 30 guys, you can't be even and tee off 10 strokes behind and catch up, you know? You got to be top five, probably, to win in the end. You would think so, somewhere in in that neighborhood. Uh, This odds board is going to make me puke. These these finishing positions aren't even you have to get down to if you want plus money, you have to get all the way to JT Poston to top thirty. That yeah, it's crazy. And for BMW the top twenty is the plus money starts at Tom Kim. Uh, but I, I do have I do have some. Okay. Give me give me I got a name for you that I don't like. I hate the number, but I like the player quite a bit. I like Sungjae. I don't know what for what though. Twenty two to one in this field is what I see to win. That's maybe a little bit lower than what I would like to see. But then his top thirty number is like minus two twenty five. So Sungjae. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with that information. To top twenty is minus one fifteen. Oh, if that's you, you really like him to top twenty. To top twenty. Okay. Minus one fifteen. I I mean you're given a little bit there, but it's not terrible. That's where I would go if I were you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be on Cam Young this week. He's minus one ten to top twenty. I like. I mean, I mentioned Neiman. I like Neiman to top twenty. He's plus one twenty to top twenty. I, I like that. And then for some potential surprises, which I think is maybe the way to play this this week. Here's some interesting numbers. Kitayama. Four to one. He's I bet him at two hundred fifty to one. He's not gonna win, but he's four to one to top twenty, and he's great, elite with his driver. We've seen him pop. Nearly won the Scottish Open, um, which is more of a driver and wedges than this is a driver long irons type of course. But you know he's one of the longest players in the field. Uh, and why? Why would we? I'm not getting off Trey Mullinax. I bet him at. 200 or 150 or whatever it was he's plus 275 to top 20 I think people probably now beginning to realize that Trey Mullinax is not like a flash in the pan this is a guy that we've known about and has been elite at every stage and had a health setback which was basically the only thing preventing him from being where he is now several years ago 
So the books are not adjusting to the quality of player that he is. And apparently they don't think Straka can do it again. So if you do, he also presents some good value in the top 20 market. I have bet all three of those players because I think if there's going to be a surprise from down the board, it will be a younger, longer player because that's what Wilmington Country Club is. It's not going to benefit. There's no experience, so there's no real benefit to having experience. Um, And it looks really, really long. So you're going to have to be good with the long clubs in your bag. Irons and driver. If I had to pick from the top... I think I would just... If I had... Like, given the choice of Rory at 10 to 1 or all those other guys at 14, I think I would just bet Rory. Because this should be a perfect course for Rory. I mean, this is really like literally be. tailor-made. And then if it rains, we know how good he is on wet golf courses. More irons, longer irons than wedges here. Bombs away off the tee. Slopey, big, bent grass greens, like... And he didn't play at all. He said he hadn't played between the Open Championship and when he showed up last week, so he was bound to be rusty. I know his ball striking was terrible, but anyway. That's what I see shaping up for the BMW. I do think this golf course will look awesome on TV. Yeah, so do I. I think they'll be uh I think the Wilmington Country Club members will be proud of it. Yeah. Kinda cool to see us get to Delaware. I mean <laughs> Bizarre. Well, I saw quite a bit of flack. What do you think as a Chicago resident that uh, the BMW used to be an annual stop in Chicago, didn't it? And now they're not they're getting it every like four years. Well, they may have reasons for that. Being as close to Chicago as I am, I don't know. I, I am at, and the city makes everything difficult. And it's a damn shame because we have, it's the best golf city in America. I'll die on that hill. Probably some people would say LA is better and I know New York is good too but the proximity of great golf courses to downtown Chicago is pretty unrivaled well I think and then that's I guess and that's where I see the other side of the coin where it's take it away from a a heavy golf market and put it in a starved market in Delaware and I think I saw there in Maryland Maryland in two years, and then Bellarive back in St. Louis the year after that. So it's going to the places that maybe... Bellarive sucks. Why are we going there? Muggy. It's going to be so hot in St. Louis in late August? Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. The Ox was sweating a little bit in Memphis. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, it was... Well, I mean, I can't imagine... It, it was so hot there, too. When do you think, do you think they'll ever be able to wear shorts on the PJ Tour? <laughs> I almost hope not. In a weird like, in a weird way, like it doesn't seem, it seems they, like they should be wearing pants. They make, they make pants so lightweight these days. Yeah, where in a, in a way it's almost, it's probably almost better, colder because you're not getting hit by the sun. Could be. And all like your entire leg area, leg region. So I think I think the ox was going to be sweating if he was wearing pants or shorts yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sure that was going to happen. The old leg region. All right, all right. You, well, enjoy the rest. Well, of, well hold on. What you got to give us some corn fairy 
don't you have like some top 25 finishers you wanted to congratulate or anything? Well, the 25 have moved on. The yes. Corn Ferry Tour is finished. Any any of those guys that the stand I do think out? There's some straight up ballers. Yes. Who A lot are, of guys got back. Who are we looking forward to this year? Well, Carl, you on, I mentioned. Guy's really good. Mm hmm. Only the third player to get it's the second and third players ever. Do I have that right from mainland China? I got PJ Tour cards in this graduating class. Could be wrong about that. Three from this graduating class. Two okay. of the three ever. Oh. Now that'd be a from step. mainland China. Through the corn ferry. Yeah. I, I believe to that. ever get PGA Tour cards. And uh Yuan had a great year. I mean so. Just confirming that was two out of three through the corn ferry, like that's just there's only been three Chinese to ever have a PGA tour card. Or you know, like I'm not actually sure. Through the because I, as our I think about like it's true the China there's not a lot of Chinese golfers. Yeah, there's a lot of Asian, Asian golfers, but, but they mostly are from Korea and Japan. Yeah. How Tong Lee is from China, but I don't know if he's from mainland China or, or Hong Kong or uh, like Taiwan or something else. Like yeah. it's CT Pan's Chinese Taipei. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Yu Yuan is Chinese. And he he's very good. Um, Robbie Shelton coming back. He's part of that Alabama crew that um, he's been on the tour before. He's a good player. The crew being like JT Mullinax, like those guys. They mm-hmm. had a really good team back at Alabama. Um, so he he'll be someone to look out for but yeah we'll get more into that as we get closer to Safeway but what's exciting now is now they're on on their way out to Idaho for the Albertsons then they're in Columbus then they're in Evansville so come back to the Midwest to wrap up the Cornberry Tour playoffs but all these guys who didn't get into the 125 and on the PGA and into the 25 on the Corn Ferry are now playing off three events for 25 more tour cards. And this is the last time that we're doing this, if you remember, because of the changes and the to the schedule and everything else. Corn Ferry graduates will now just be 30 cards given out at the end of the full season. So there's not this Corn Ferry Tour playoffs anymore. So enjoy it this year because this will be the last edition. But it's it's a very exciting, us uh, you know, sequence and very pressure packed. So it makes for good good TV and and good thing to follow and obviously a, a great opportunity for these players to get their PGA Tour cards. Yeah, I love the fact that it's in Boise too. So we'll get a little bit of me yeah, kind of golf. Another one of these golf Staggered all days. Timing yeah. wise, yeah. I'd like to think they do that on purpose. Maybe giving them too much credit. Potentially. Okay, good luck this week. Yep, see you guys.